Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. It's going to be a September 2. Remember, Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera getting you ready for the month of September. An off day for the Cubs before they start September. And we got some moves to talk about. We've got some openings to talk about. Uh, we're going to play a little game while we're here. Um... We're going to talk about that intro song, Timmy Trumpet. Yeah, I was about to say, I do the trumpet noise. Where's Lawrence when we need him? He's the trumpet man. He's supposed to play this song. He needs 20 seconds. So, again, you guys made fun of me when I said I wanted a walk-in song, and Maverick wanted it, and he wanted Top Gun every time he came into the studio. You guys thought I was crazy, the Top Gun music, which would be a... A vibe would certainly be a vibe. Then the Mets pull out Timmy Trumpet, Australian musician, to play his song for Mr. Diaz coming in from the bullpen. And I thought, man, look at that. He's gone viral, and all we had to do was get me some music, and we could have had oh, yeah. it. Well, could have had it. You guys thought I was kidding. I, I said, the whole vibe of the show changes with an intro music. Should we like walk in song? Should we look for a new you know what? intro song? Hold on, Lawrence. We're going to walk into the set. You. You play your thing into the music, right. and we'll, we'll walk we're in as if we're walking we're, into the show. We're all doing this? Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, right, no, right. I can do it, but yeah, whatever. Well, right, no, let's all do it. I, Actually, I, no, I got to watch. I want to watch. I'll do it. I'm going to sit back and just watch this happen. You guys ready? I'm just doing my Edwin thing. Diaz okay, does this so much. Huh? Yeah, Tell me vibe. that's not a vibe. Uh, Edwin Diaz Stucky has so much more swag. More vibe doing that. <laughs> Tell me that's not a vibe. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Rachel says, what a moment to drop into the stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for dropping in, Ray. Crazy Put Americans. it on the internet, Casey. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Edwin, Edwin Diaz does it better, I'll tell you, but I, I appreciate you guys doing that for the show, for the content. Huh. We're called content creators. We're just Ooh. built different oh, awesome. over here. Uh, I gotta tell you, Amato, I'm stuck. He's tired. I'm, his, all, his, uh, all his energy is gone. Hey, He's done throwback. For the day. Shane asked where he should send the John Deere hats to trade for CHGO. Gear. I guess we'll have to, I'll have to find him an, an address for here. Yeah. But, Shane, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it. Tell him to DM you on Twitter. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell him that. 
Yeah, DM me on Twitter. There you go. There it is. What a vibe that would be after every Cubs win. Instead of go Cubs go, we came into that. I mean, it's like we were talking about it earlier, Luke. Obviously, Mo, Mariano Rivera, and Trevor Hoffman have the iconic legendary yeah. walk-ins. I mean, Wild Thing Vaughn, if you want to talk fictional baseball, is awesome. Edwin Diaz is like, I, there's, I don't know if anyone besides Trevor Hoffman and, and Mo beat Edwin Diaz's like entrance. I, I, That'd have been cool for Carlos Marmol back in the day. Oh man, the Timmy Trumpet mm. thing is awesome. Like it's, yesterday, it was good, but just even by itself, the entrance is awesome. Now, it's, do you guys know the sexy saxophone guy? I do not know. I think this uh, song do, is actually. Careless Whisper, maybe from the 80s. Yeah, okay, I didn't know. And right. he'll, he'll show up and just play it at a mall. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I would like. That's another possibility you could have for me. Um, but they're saying, like, Estrada <laughs> could be a closer. What if it's Cody Hoyer? You better start coming up with something for one of these guys because yeah. Go Cubs Go is a – it is a nice it's, – it's something that other – teams don't have it is something that's cool after the game well that and after a big win it is a lot of fun to sing with the entire yeah. crowd but i'm looking for something in game yeah, yeah, yeah. in game to Which, vibe uh, up the cubs uh, i i did I, like when kimbrell came in to switch out him yeah that was cool i mean uh, yeah uh, switch David, out, that, that's you're right. right robertson had uh sweet home alabama i'm pretty sure I, if i'm remembering correctly yeah sweet home alabama which is cool but it's not like Theatric. Edwin yeah. Diaz is theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's so cool. That is. Like, you need something like that. Like, if they played the Undertaker's theme song. I feel like he purposely walks slower to the mound because of yeah. that. Yeah. See, we and did the opposite. He shoves, we did high energy coming in. Right. Yeah. And well, because he shoves, he gets away with it, which is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like when the Wild <laughs> Thing Vaughn. Like, that obviously, that's theatrical. It's a movie. Right, right. But yeah. that was super cool. If anyone actually did that in real life, like, that'd be sick. Well, Kenny Powers used to walk in with fireworks and American flag. That's fair. That's true. Kenny Powers. And then that's throw down. That's a so, vibe right there. That, that guy Kenny is Powers. a vibe. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what they're kind of doing. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't even feel like the walk-up songs for hitters are as good as they used to be. I also just Rizzo's think walk-up was good. songs. Rizzo's, remember, he stole the one from Starlin <laughs> Castro, and that kind of got people. Yeah. That kind of got the, the crowd going every yeah. once yeah. in a while. That one, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just also think, like, walk-up songs for hitters, just there's not enough time. For it, yeah, like, that, that at least closer. got people to clap along. Yeah. Like it's got to be something that people can interact yeah. with. I see on social media all the time in our mentions whenever like we tweet something about Rizzo. There's always at least one comment that's like, "Man, I miss I I, I miss his walk up song so much because the entire crowd would just do the clap." You know what I mean? So it, it was something. I think people really like really love that. What about Mr. Brightside? Someone just had Mr. Brightside as Ooh, a as an entrance song. I would go crazy. You play Mr. Brightside oh, and I'm twelve <laughs> beers deep at Wrigley Field, then you'll see a vibe. I'll be completely sober <laughs> in the press box and I'll still be vibing. I I still vibe to that song when it plays just randomly in between innings. What about Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone? You've been to that too, Cody? Mm. Uh, I can't say I ever Ryan? vibe. I can't say I ever vibe. You vibe that as much no. as Mr. Bryce. I, 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 I can't say I've ever vibed. I can't say I won't in the future, <laughs> what, but I don't think I've ever vibed. For whom the bell tolls, Metallica would be good. Yeah. It's a slow build. Yeah. Yeah. I said the Undertaker's theme song. The what about uh, be, You like, Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC? That would be good. Yeah. All right. How about this? The chat throws in just as many. Chat's got some recommendations. Stucky, me and Stucky, we handshake with this when we talked about this on a previous show. Little Bon Jovi. 
Bon Jovi. Oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, Bon Jovi would be legit. Coming <laughs> that was in. the Field of Dreams game. With the talking about Ryan and Kevin. Have a nice, right have on. a nice day, Bon Jovi would be a Ooh, good one. Ooh, there you go. There you I go. heard. I, I don't remember where I saw it. Bohemian Rhapsody. I like. That. Yeah. Mm. I want like that would definitely get the fans to interact. I don't know if it would get them hype. Like I don't know. Maybe mm. I get hype when I hear it. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Now I'm just going to start listening to songs that way and figure out what what might work and who it would work for. Like, Nico's had a good enough season that he needs a theme song now. You know? A theme song? A Nico theme song? And, 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 Morel is a vibe. Like, that guy needs a song that mm-hmm. everybody knows is the Morel song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get Anyways, there. Anyways, it's, we'll it's something to think about. We do have a few roster moves. Uh, everybody's been <laughs> waiting for the call-ups. Soldier Boy, Rachel I feel says, great. Yeah. I, I feel great. I mean, that was Devin Hester, Debbie. Soldier Boy. Yeah. And, yes, I do feel great about Pitt still. We'll talk Minus about seven that. and a half. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the first ad read. And, you know, everybody's been excited waiting for these September 1st Ooh. moves, and there it is. Oh. Bodie returns from Iowa. No. Oh, my God. Get, um, we have 31 games left. Wade Miley transferred to the 60-day IL. Ugh. Uh, Estrada and Little go back to Iowa, but then Estrada selected from Iowa. Yep. So procedural move there. He stays. And, you know, yeah, maybe he's the guy. Boy, I know that uh, Pitch Doctor's awfully excited about this oh, guy. Man. The Pitch Doctor. He might be the most excited. Yeah, I mean, his um, – <laughs> I remember seeing him on Twitter after the game on Tuesday. He's like, I can't wait for the data to come out tomorrow. I'm like, I, I can't wait for you to – Tell me what the data says because I can't read it myself. Would you reply to one of his tweets and you're like, explain this to me like, like I'm five? five. <laughs> I think Greg Zumach like, uh, tweeted a gift back and he's like, it's really good. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Near in nine games versus the Reds, September baseball, so lit. Hell yeah, baby. We're here, the March for 63 is going right. to be met this month. Also, Joel Martinez said the music from the Dark Knight and let the grounds cool crazy. I'm for it. Yeah, you guys know yeah. me in the Dark Knight. Yeah, um, that's another movie we've talked about on here and Stucky Slandered. I yeah. didn't slant. I liked yeah, it. No, he's, he's calling it the greatest movie of all it time. Is it is one of the greatest movies ever. ever. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm with Ryan on that. <laughs> um, Forever. We will uh, We will not. There will be no other conversation or slant. Rosebud. <laughs> you can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle it. Justice. <laughs> anyway. Um, I am justice. <laughs> so with these moves, they're all procedural. Like all like right, Wade yeah. Miley opening a forty man spot. Nothing super exciting. Yeah, I mean the reinstating. I mean it was like those two little and Estrada had to go back down to reinstate the guys on the restricted list. But then the two open roster spots. Obviously Estrada fills one, and then Bodie fills another. Um, yeah, I I think we kind of all we, we said it earlier in the week that Estrada is probably a guy that could stick around when yeah. the rosters expand, especially after that his debut the other day. Like that was he was really impressive obviously it's a one inning major league debut but you definitely want as a guy that had so much success this year that it was like okay let's put him on the 40 bring him up september give him a good run see what he could do um from what we've seen from like what brennan's talked about like he has kind of the makings of a high leverage if not a high leverage reliever if not the closer for this team which yeah the Cubs really haven't had like a closer, a high leverage or Kimbrough. closer, pro, well, prospect. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, that's true. Who would have been the last one? Like, even Marmol came up as a starter. I don't think they've really had like 
a closer prospect. I, I would, I would, with the potential for that. I would say Marmol. Like, like that's probably the guy. Like once they converted him, and well, once they converted, but I'm saying like even the guy that like was yeah closer potential in the yeah. minors. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who the last one couldn't was. was. But that's, that's that's pretty good. So I like I like the keeping I mean, Estrada well, up. Was, uh, well, Hector Rondon was like a Rule Five guy they picked yeah. up, so oh, they yeah. didn't fully homegrown, but yeah. he did come through the Cubs that's system. True. But he, and he was a, he was the closer in fifteen. What was Strope? So. Was he? He was Strope part was of the, the trade with the trade Arietta. Arietta. Okay, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. he technically and just not like not you're not talking about even like you're not talking about like a top. You're not talking about Hader or Hoffman no, no, or no. Rivera. Yeah. Well, I know what you're talking about, Rivera, but like a guy where the other team is terrified when the <laughs> other guy's coming into the game. Oh, yeah. That's, that's when you get the walk-in call. That's mm-hmm. when you get the song when, when the other team's like, oh, man, it's over. They're bringing in so-and-so. Yeah. Which is a fun part of a game uh, for a baseball fan. Your team's leading, and that guy comes in, and you feel like it's lights out. That's how we felt last year in the first half, right? About Kimbrel. Yeah, he was that good. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, that's that. He he. We felt like that when Chapman came in. I feel like yeah. in the second half of sixteen. Yeah, when you when you yeah, have a closer that you know you can come in yeah. and is going to shut things down. Like that's Edwards wasn't a closer, but I mean no, no, but they always thought he was going to be the closer, right? Yeah. Like yeah, uh, all along a lot of people were like, "Nah, he's the closer of the future." Even in sixteen, they were like, "Carl Edwards might be the closer of the future." Just. He was apart. young, and they didn't use him a yeah. lot in 16. Yeah. But 17 and 18, they really tried to get his innings up. Start, they tried to. No, I, I think, like, I don't know if Estrada will be the closer. Like, he has stuff that could translate well to being a closer, and, you know, maybe he has that potential. But when you have a guy like Chapman or Kimbrell, or obviously those guys are way more proven as closers, shutdown closers. I th- I think like even in this day and age like I don't know if people forget the how important like a good closer is or maybe just they're more they're they're more undervalued in this day and age than they have been in the past like it's yeah. those are that, that's a huge spot if you have a guy that you know can go in in the ninth inning and shut everyone down like how Robertson was the most of this season then you don't have to worry about that and you can kind of worry about filling out the rest of the bullpen and trying to figure that stuff out like I think yeah. a, a guy in the ninth inning closer is 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 still just as important as it's ever been um, as much as we don't talk about it. But I think that he is, you know, at, at the very least high leverage back end guy, but I, I like the pairing of him, Manny Rodriguez, uh, Cody Hoyer, Brandon Hughes, and whoever else. But I like those, I like those ones I just said, and we don't know when Co- Cody Hoyer will be back, but like the right. first three, or I guess with Hughes, Rodriguez, Estrada, I'm feeling really good about those guys going in next year. And then, again, you know how the Cubs will go pick up some guys. Some sidearm guy. Yeah. <laughs> for so, for so, like That will be very, very cheap, and they won't have to invest all their money in their bullpen on top of whoever else they're going to develop. Because you, like we've, this year has been a great example of them being able to develop guys out of the bullpen through their own system. So, you know, I think they're very, very – very very set on it. I know that like the bullpen, the bullpen itself hasn't performed well of late, but it's uh, the future is bright. So Estrada is man, he, he looks so good the other night. I, and I was I tweeted out in the ninth uh, or going into the bottom of the ninth inning last night when I saw that Wick was coming in. I tweeted out I was like, man, would have liked to see Estrada here just just to see how he would have done on the road here. Uh, you know, in a safe spot, just to see right. how it would have gone. Yeah. 
they brought Wick in instead. I, I, I know that Estrada has injury history, so maybe they're, you know, not trying to push it. You know, it's we're in a lost season. doesn't matter. Um, so whatever. But I hope that he gets a save chance yeah. uh, at some point in September because right now I'm with Brendan in terms of this is the filthiest guy out of the bullpen that the uh-huh. Cubs have ever called up that they mm-hmm. developed themselves. I have, yeah. like – I've never seen anything better than yeah. in that one inning from a guy that they, they developed themselves that could just go out there and simply say, see ball, try and hit it. And the Blue Jays, a really good offensive team, yeah, not able to do that. I so. will say it was nice to see Rowick get the chance to pitch in Canada. Obviously, he's Canadian. Like, that's a good thing. But I also know that it's like this is a time to also push guys like Rowick who – has had his roller coaster up and down season this year. Push him to bounce back from from a that's couple true. bad outings like that. Yeah. That's even if he's not your closer next year, like this year again. It's it's, the, it's about the development and showing what guys can do. It's weird yeah, how it's, Wick I feel like has done actually really well in save three. in save spots. Like a ninth inning up a run mm-hmm. or two, he's actually done well in those. It's those middle relief innings where the Cubs need you know him to just either keep it within a run or two if we're losing or if we're up a run or two and he gives up the the go ahead three run shot like but whenever you put him in the safe spot it like it feels like he's just really excelled in that role i thought like in in uh 20 in 2020 and 2019 he was really good as like a setup seventh or eighth inning guy come in clean inning and just shove it down your throats and then last year he was hurt for half the year until he came back and, you know, was coming back from that. This year it's just been a roller coaster. So I, I don't know where he sits in terms of next year. I, I think he'll be here. But as far as, like, what his role will be, like, I, I just don't know. And I don't think whatever happens the rest of this month is going to tell us if he should be the closer going into right. 2023. Yeah, in the chat reminding us, too, you know, Ethan Roberts eventually, when he comes back, has the glasses. He's got a little little vibe Wicked slider. slider. I know. I don't know know the timeline for Roberts or if there is one yet. I know I talked to Cody Hoyer a little while back, and that was like, uh, I think he mentioned like June or July is like what they're shooting for as far as like being back to pitching in a a big league game. So there's there's also a lot of like guys that are still on the mend. They could potentially be in those in those roles. So, um, and then, yeah, I've 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 read some things recently, at least on social media, about how maybe the Cubs are going to use like, like Cam Sanders, for example, and then Hayden Wesneski. Maybe they use those guys as bullpen arms because they used Wesneski the other night out of the bullpen in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, did really well, and he did yeah. really well. And Five so, innings, like right? maybe maybe because that's how Steele and yeah, because that's how Steele and Thompson did it on their way up. So maybe the Cubs are going to start using them as that type. Which, if that's the case, then they definitely need to get maybe two arms in free agency to be in that rotation um, instead of one. And and I'm totally fine with it because it, the Cubs have shown success with guys doing that, and it, it makes them better as their careers go along, as we've seen this year with Steele and Thompson. So I am uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out, and it will tell us more about what they'll do in free agency. But, I mean, yeah. I'm not really worried about these other relievers. We yeah. are. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I, I like the the you know the 
discourse around Wesneski right now um, coming out of the bullpen because we saw it be successful with Steele and, and Thompson last year. Uh, I know Ross has addressed it uh, maybe last week or the week before that, just about guys like Hayden Wesneski maybe coming up. It's, it's a similar path, and Ross doesn't want to, like, put that like put the expectation that he's going to be coming up and as a bullpen guy long inning. but it's like it's it, it's more of the point where it's like there it, obviously it's, it's it's been successful but you also don't like it, it can work both ways like some guys it may not be successful for and you want to keep them as on a starter routine or something like that whereas guys can end up being like Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson and they come up they do well in the bullpen they go back down stretch back out and then come up as starters like they should be so yeah. um I th- if I'm like just kind of reading the tea leaves here, Wesneski's coming out of the bullpen. We got a month left in the season. I, it's probably a point where you see him coming out as a multi-inning guy towards the end of the season. If you, you know when he comes up this season, as I think we kind of all expect it to happen, um, like a bullpen guy. But then you go into next year, that's maybe a guy that's competing for a rotation spot uh, in spring training. So yeah. um, I, I, I think I think it's a good path just because we've seen it be successful. Um, and you kind of you got time. You got the time to kind of let that play out. I like Sean's comment. He says Kimbrel is the Cubs' missing piece for next year, and I know a lot of people might just like laugh at that, but I like that, I like the idea of it in terms of he's he struggled with the Dodgers this year, so it's not like you're gonna have to pay him fifteen million dollars for him to come back, and it 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 showed that Tommy Hadovy and Daniel Moscos like really fixed him. After he came over from Boston, I know it wasn't – it was a rocky road at the beginning, but, like, the bit first half of last year and the very end of 2020, I thought he was, he was like, the classic Hall of Fame Craig Kimbrell type. I, you know, he'd be one of those guys kind of like what David Robertson was this year, except on it – I. If I think the Cubs can be a competitive team next year, you, you get him on top of what you already got. He can be a good veteran for some of those relievers in the bullpen, and you get him on the cheap because, again, he hasn't been exactly great for the Dodgers. Not like You're not going to have to pay for this guy. And maybe, just maybe, Hadovy and company can get him back to how he was pitching with mm-hmm. the Cubs. Yeah. Jack says Edwin Diaz is going to be a free agent. <laughs> I'm good. That, Jimmy Trumpet yeah. right here. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. I don't want the Cubs to invest money on bullpen guys, like large amounts of money. They, I, that, guy's that, gonna, they, that guy's going to that guy's going to demand a lot of money. I, I get that. I'm good. I get that. Yeah, I like. It, him it's as not a that player. I don't I think don't he's like good. Spending a ton of money right. on a closer. I, it's not that I don't think he's good. I I would rather the Cubs invest lots of money on starting pitching and an infielder. How's it going, Jordo? Jordo, thanks, thanks for hopping in. Thanks What's for up, joining. Uh, um, so first. 500 month August. This is something we celebrate now <laughs> as Cubs fans. 500 in a month for the first time since May of 2021. We want to focus now on September. So this next segment is going to be a segment I like to call, this is what I'd like to see. I'd, this is what I want to see. So think about that for a second. We're going to do some uh, business here. Cody's going to tell us about points bet. Oh, this is what we'd like to see. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. What you want to see, individual things you want to see in September at a Cubs game. Right, Outside of this, I'd love to see Purdue win outright there tonight. And I'd love to see Pittsburgh win by eight or more. That's what I'd love to see tonight. College football is back officially. I don't count week zero. It is week one, Thursday night, college football. My arm hair is standing straight up, folks. 
We are finally back. We have been like suffering without football for for months, and we are finally back. It's a beautiful thing. I made all my bets that I just told you on points bet. Points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Central Standard Time. I think today you got a free bet to place on college football, actually. Made that bet myself, too. Uh, Sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a 51 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call Wayne and Hunter Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Our next partner is a product I use literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and now I've been on it for six months. I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. Instead, it's mild, kind of tropical, and it is healthy, so I look forward to taking it every morning. What is it? One scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I start taking it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. It's like Timmy Trumpet is playing the trumpet right in my living room after I take that AG1. Boom, there I go. (laughs) Lifestyle friendly, whether it's keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1 investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. It's also recommended by professional athletes, has more than 7,000 five-star reviews, and right now it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop, that's it, one scoop and a cup of water, no need for a million different pills. To make it easy, AG1 and Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs, again, athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right you ready what i want to see in september out of the cubs by the way i just saw that jeff passan uh was on i think uh another podcast or on the radio somewhere and was saying that diaz could be the first 100 million dollar reliever oh my god so with that no. said, Cody, I would agree 100. Yeah, percent no, I agree on that. Cubs one. take a pass on that. Yeah, just go it's get be a no for, me, for 200 million. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So why don't we just go through them, just kind of down the line? Whatever pops in your head, something you want to see. I will start negative. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because we had those call ups. Because you are the what do we, what do we call you the. Uh, the, it, the dob. The dob director, director of buzzkill. Director of buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> buzz the dob. I'm the Dob. He's the Dob. As the Dob and director of Buzzkill, what I want to see in September is, unfortunately for him, David Bodie not play in September. I know they just called him up. I I don't need to see it. Like, I know what David Bodie is. I know what David Bodie's value is. I don't need to see Bodie. I don't need to see Ortega. There's guys I don't need to see. Rivas, I know what I have there. This month is about evaluation for the future. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying David Bodie can't be on your roster. 
I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. I like him. I don't need to see him play in games in September. I want to evaluate younger guys. If he is playing over Nick Madrigal at second base every other day or whatever, I'm going to More than twice. More than twice. If he does it more than twice in September, something's wrong. I I will be going on a rant on this podcast if he is playing more than Nick Madrigal because Nick Madrigal just had his – I think, Ryan, you said the other day, you can argue that his best month of his career. I don't, it was a great month. It was a great I month. I, I didn't look at, like, all the months in his career. But, but was, uh, anyway. I, well, that you, leads you, me into my into my okay. next one. I was going to okay. say, like, I want to see well, Nick Magical obviously play, but I want to see him have another really good month. If, as good as August, cool. Better than August, Awesome. I obviously you want it to be better than August because August, August was still good though. So if he has right. a month like August, like that, that shows you something. But you want to see Nick Magical have a month more like August versus um, April, May, and then the part of June, the June that he was healthy. Like that's you, you need to have him finish strong so that you go in, again. We go in the off season that you feel like you can depend on him to be a serviceable, productive, like a guy you can trust to throw there at second base every day and kind of let him let him. Uh, rise or fall like that you want him to just have a good month to, or well September plus like the first week of October to end this season so you don't you're not worrying about like obviously the the shortstop thing is you know the free agent shortstop that's one thing but you don't have to worry about like making sure you bring one in at all costs if if Nick Madrigal does well this month like I, that's what you, that's what I want to see in good, September is a good month from Nick Madrigal that's a real that's a real good one like that's got to be high on the list for what the Cubs want to see too yeah. because not only is it you want to see him do it at least for two months and finish the season strong, whether he's a part of your future or he's a part of a package to try and get Shohei Otani <laughs> dream, right? Then either way, it's good for the Cubs if he has another, like a yeah. bang up month. Where are we at on the Horner Madrigal? over that we picked for 11 Ooh. home runs on the season. Is Nico at like eight or nine right eight, now? eight, I thought. And it was so ten I and feel a half. like one thing you might want to tack on as an asterisk to yours is one Madrigal home run before the season is over. <laughs> Just to help <laughs> us get closer to that. the wind blowing out at Wrigley yeah, and him to get the ball up. But he's got to help he, Nico out. He's he got to at least. last just, year with the White Sox. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. It. Get it up in the wind he at Wrigley on one. Maybe we still have a couple 90-degree days left here. Get some yeah, hot yeah. weather against the Cardinals. Yeah. Nico's a at, pop-up that goes out. Nico's <laughs> at eight right now, so they need three more in September combined. He could do it. I think they can do it. Didn't I, he just miss in Toronto the other day? Or no, he, he hit one out. Nico? Get, Nico yeah, hit yeah. one out yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. The there was another one I thought he just missed or something. Fam guy, uh, 218 in the chat on YouTube. This is not something you need to worry about. He says super hypothetical. No, Absolutely. Really. I don't want to let Madrigal block getting Bogarts. It will no, not. Like Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no it chance. Should not. It should not. And that's again. That's what we talked about all year. It's like even Nico shouldn't stop you from going out no. and getting Carlos Correa mm-hmm. or, or Xander Bogars or you know whoever it is just because Nico's done really well at shortstop. Like you always want to have the best players you can and then figure out how they fit together after that. Like that's <laughs> that's what we're all like kind of saying. I think we've all agreed on that for like months. It's like go get who you want to get and figure out how they fit later. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, you know. I my my thing that I want to see the most, uh, the rest in September is I want to continue to see Seiya Suzuki play like he has in Toronto. Uh, he's been having the classic rookie season where he's red hot, and then he's ice cold, 
and then he's red hot, and then he's ice cold, and then he's red hot, and he's ice cold. Uh, he was ice cold for a little bit there in August and then finished the month strong. Now I just want to – I, I kind of just want to see some consistency this, this last month. That way we can feel really good about him going into 2023. Uh, you know, there were comparisons of Kosuke Fukudome at one point for this guy. Nothing against Kosuke. That guy had one of the greatest uh, opening day performances in Cubs history. Never forget. But – Yes, he was a, ma- a massive disappointment in terms of a free agent signing from Japan. That was literally over a decade ago, though. Uh, and and, and say he is a complete different player from Kosuke Fukudomi, in my opinion. So I, I just want to see him continue to not only progress, but maybe show a little bit more consistency at the plate yeah. uh, and just finish the season strong because I think that his ceiling is we still haven't we still haven't got there. And – if you go, if you feel good about him going to 2023, that really does change the outlook about this Cubs team. Like, I think that if he didn't get hurt and if he wasn't a rookie, yeah, and you got what you were getting in Japan from this guy, or like at least half of what we got, what he did in Japan, then he would. The, I think he would have carried the Cubs to a few more victories at least this year. So I think. I mean, yeah, you want to see that, but it's also like you know, there's a reason that half the league was in on him when he when he got posted. Like, there there is a very very good player in there, and a, you know, having a good September or just to finish the season is like, again, just gives you confidence that that guy is there and can and can play at a high level and yeah in Major League Baseball. I would say in terms of the home runs, he's been a disappointment this year. But the power, I, but I still yeah. think that could come as he gets more right used to the pitching. Right at the major league level, like the more familiar he gets with those pitchers, I think yeah. there's a possibility that could. And I, I think he's going to be here either way. Like there, if he's part of a package for Otani, okay. I think he has a no trade clause. <laughs> but yo, know, there's no trade clause. I'm okay, sure. he's going to be here anyway. But like, I don't know. I, I I think that the Cubs need to see him start to. I don't know, emerge or something. Just a little bit more consistency because he's had really good games. He's also had really bad games. And yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people are in and out on his defense, too. He's had some nice defensive plays. He's also had some blunders. You know, like this guy was patented as a elite defensive outfielder in Japan mm-hmm. and, you know, hitting over 30 bombs over there. Like, I don't even think we've gotten half the production that he did in Japan this year. And, like, again, that's not to put anything against him. He's a rookie, and, like, you've never seen anyone over he here. He's adjusting. Right. He got hurt. Yeah, like, I'm not putting anything against him. I'm just saying, like, I would just like to see more consistency from him of the all-around game that he brings. Yeah. And remember, like, Carl Tuffy Rhodes and Matt Merton were home run kings in Japan. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it's a different level of baseball, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I expected it to fully transfer to major le- the major league level, but the, the way he started – was so promising. I agree. Yeah. Like, let's send that arc going up into the off season again. Yeah, kind of rebuilding that. And he's been he's been better the last couple games. Yeah. Um, and it's always the approach that kind of gives you that confidence. Yeah, like he's never gonna chase bad pitches. He's not gonna you know just I, press or do too much as a play. Like he has a, a good approach that will translate once he's better adjusted to just the pitching in general. I like how the last few games he's been going oppo a lot. Yeah. Whether it's like. Loop singles to mm-hmm. to right field, or if they're actually hard hit balls like he had last night, like he has been purposely been trying to take the ball the other way, and that's when you know a guy that was struggling and is trying to fix that. When they start going the other way, 
that's when you know they're trying to adjust and, and, and get pitchers to have to figure out how to beat them again. So eventually, you know, we'll probably see him start pulling some more yeah. because pitcher, you know, things, that's just how yeah. baseball works. But that series, the series in Toronto, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of his hits were, were to the opposite field. And that, that, that's one thing that when the core was here, we talked about all the time about how, like, those guys, like, they won, they earned the right to, you know, be coached up by whoever, like, Chris Bryant be coached up by his dad, whatever. Like, they earned the right to, I guess, just have the benefit of the doubt to just do hitting the way they want to do hitting. But, man, there were times where it just felt like, man, why can't these guys just, you know, not strike out as much or t- try and take the ball the other way and stuff like Like, it was little things like that that, like, at the towards the end of that of that era where you felt like, that that's what the Cubs really needed. And that's some of the, like, if there's any positive that we've seen over the course of the season is from players like Saya and Ian Happ and, and Nico, Nico. And, and even Madrigal the last month and, like, other players too. They're all, like, they're not just pulling the ball. They're taking the ball at all fields. Yeah. Reyes, and Reyes with, has done that It's always too. a good sign for yeah, any it's hitter. it's always a good sign. And I know the shift's going to be gone next year, but, like, man, like, if you would have had a little bit more of that from the core, the old core, maybe maybe things go a little bit differently. Because at the end of the day, they won one World Series, and they should have won more. And one of the reasons that they couldn't was because that offense just could not carry that team enough for a full year. And it was just because they never wanted to adjust, it felt like, to, you know, whatever it was, taking the ball the other way or, you know, trying to change your approach a little bit to walk a little bit more if your name is Javi Baez or – you know, stuff like that. It was little, little things. They were still great, and they were they were still, like, yeah. legends in this city forever. I'm forever thankful. But towards the end, it was, like, little things like that. And so, like, that's one thing that I have. It's been nice to see where guys are hitting the ball all fields. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing I want to see in September, and it's a pretty simple ask, I think. I do want to see Brendan Davis in a Cubs uniform at Wrigley Field. Like, I'm to the point now, okay, he had the back surgery. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. But he, if he can play in South Bend and if he can play in Iowa and he hit a home run in his first game back, give me some Brennan Davis. Give, give, us a little, give us a little taste to carry us over in the offseason. Give, give us just, you know, if there's a whole chocolate chip coffee cake, just give us a little bit of a corner of it just to get that little, that little sweet taste as we head into the offseason. I want to see a guy – that was their top prospect, is still their number two prospect, and if it weren't for the injury, would probably still be their number one prospect. Like, I want to see this guy so I know he's my guy in center field next year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I, I really want to see him get to Wrigley Field, have a couple of good games, yeah. build some confidence in the fan base, build some in him, and, and let's go. Let, let's ride into the offseason after a nice September – doesn't have to be the whole month, but I want to see him there, and and I want to see him get to play at Wrigley Field, just so we can get some sort of taste yeah. of the future. Other guys have been fun. It's been fun to watch Morrell, right? It's been yeah. fun to watch Nico Horner. But Brendan Davis is the future uh, when, when you talk about that first wave of real big prospects that they have. He's, uh, he's the Morrell new, was not a big prospect. Right. Uh, Davis is kind of like what Anthony Rizzo was. Yes. If you want to compare the last two rebuilds, yes. like Rizzo was the first one to come, and yes, so, you know, so give us our Rizzo at the end of the season. Yeah, give us Brendan Davis to to start things off. That's wonder, all I'm asking for. I sometimes I wonder, like, if 
if they do if they send him to the Arizona Fall League, if that affects right him yeah. making his major league. Like, I, do they just I think it's less likely AAA? if he's in the Fall League. Yeah, if they want to keep him at AAA, let him just hang out there and then go to the Fall League and kind of make sure he comes in next year, spring training, potentially competing for a, a spot on the big league roster yeah. fully, like – like he didn't come up and struggled or he didn't come up and you know whatever like right. he was able to come up fully healthy on his terms and go from there I mean, I I don't know if that's the route it takes but I'm like just considering the fact that he will be playing in the Arizona Fall League like I think what the Triple A season ends like 10 days before the Major League season not yeah. maybe not even like 7 days so they can maybe just be like okay he's only going to miss a week like just let him get a little bit of a break and then go to the Fall League I, I don't know if that's true I but, don't think it's super likely that yeah. he's called up, but it's something I want to see. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's likely either. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think one, one thing that would be more likely, and I also don't think it will happen, is that Matt Mervis gets the call. Like, like he's been, I That's mean, you, see, you, you put his see, yeah, numbers uh-huh. next to 2014 Chris Bryant, and you're like, we got ourselves an absolute <laughs> stud that we didn't even draft. Like, it, I, I would absolutely love to see Matt Mervis – at first base sometime here in September, but I don't think we will. Yeah. So it is what it is. But man, do do him and Brent Brennan Davis have give us some optimism for twenty twenty three though? I I'm telling you, once the season ends, I'm gonna be happy it's over. But then I'm like, give me a month and I'll be like, man, I'm ready for baseball season. I because <laughs> all I'll be thinking about is Brennan Davis in center field and Mash Mervis at first base hitting bombs onto Sheffield. Ugh. What I want to see yes. in September is um, <laughs> is Alzali. I want to see Albert Alzali, you know, obviously get healthy. He's on his rehab assignment right now. Come up, get. He's not going to be in the rotation. Uh, I mean, he. As far as what I've talked to with Tommy Hadovy, it's more likely going to be a bullpen, maybe piggyback type role where you could pitch those multiple inning kind of stuff. Um, that's just I think where he's at and how much time he's missed and. You know, he's still kind of building himself up that, like, uh, trying to throw him out as a starter probably isn't, especially considering they have so many guys in the rotation now anyway, um, probably isn't in the cards for this year. I know they're not ruling him out as a starter in the future, but just probably for this year it's, like, it's going to be a multi-inning weapon kind of thing and just even letting him, like, that, um, you know, last year when he went to the bullpen, he had – Steele had five innings and he he had four in Minnesota where they gave up, like, one hit each. It was that – remember you remember that game? It was maybe end of August, early September – but there was a game Steele had five innings as a starter. Alzelay came back out oh, as, for, yeah. the, for the last four, got the four inning save, um, and they. I mean, it was like yeah, two, three hits maybe combined. That that could be a potential role for him as well, which wouldn't be bad. But I just want to see him come up, be healthy. Yeah, Alzelay, I keep forgetting about him honestly. Yeah, I want him to come up, be look healthy, look good, look like he's been able to work on some things as you know with all this time off, um, and just be able to finish the season healthy so he can go into the off season ready to just kind of attack whatever his program is. Like, that's what I want to see. Come like up, that. come up, look good, look healthy, so you can go into the next six months or whatever it is after, ready to go for spring training. I went on a little bit of a, I guess, a love fest for Mash Mervis, and I think part <laughs> of it is because uh, our friend Greg Huss tweeted something about him today, mm-hmm. uh, this morning, actually. I retweeted it from the CHGO Cubs account. So... His K rate at the beginning, like at South Bend, was 24%. Then at Double A was 20%. And then since he's been in Triple A, it's at 13.7%. 
And then his walk rate at South Bend was 4.6%. At AA was 8.7%. And at AAA is 9.2%. So he's only gotten better the, like the, the levels that he's gone up significantly, especially on the K rate there, right? 13.7%. And he's putting up those kinds of numbers. It's, uh, he gets me excited, man. He's, he gets me excited. I can't wait for Mash Mervis at Wrigley Field. I can't. Yeah, that, uh, he'll be just the way he's performed and, and, you know, just rising up the minors this season. Like, that's another guy you're like, probably, yeah, probably not this year, but next year there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of season to get him up and, and yeah. see what he could do at the major league level. I think that's, that's, looks more like the plan yeah. or the goal, but I, I, I'm, intrigued by how good he's been this year mm-hmm. strikeouts are down walks are up powers up like it's just been all over the board two years in the minors better. two years in at the three minor. levels yeah. at all three yeah. levels it's not like he was great at high a and has been terrible at triple like it's all three levels he's been yeah. really really good and the k rate awesome. going down the higher he right. comes up yeah. it's like, pretty that's clear something. the guy can hit like yeah. you know if, if you're questioning something don't question that like it looks like yeah. he's he's going to be a guy that will be able to hit I, where it goes from that I don't know. Um, Let's see. What else do I want to see in September? I'd like. I'll tell you what. I'd like. Oh yeah, you still got one. You still got a second one. Do you got another one? You know. You want to do another one? No, no. I I just would. I mean, there's other things, but you know. (laughs) You go right after this. Okay. I'll tell (laughs) you what I want to see in September. If they just finally got a 500 record and we're supposed to celebrate that, like they're announcing in the broadcast, like they made it 500 first time since May of 21. Thinking that is pathetic. I want to see them not only with a winning record, but like decisively impressive winning record. Yeah. I know it might not mean anything. It's like when, you know, Mike Quaddy took over for Lou Pinella and the Cubs played hard for him. They did well, and the next season was a bomb. I know it might not mean much, but I would like, I think what it would mean is that some of these young guys are playing well. So I want to see that yeah. trend continue. I want to see. Nico finished strong. I want to see Madrigal finish strong. I want to see Brandon Hughes finish strong. I want to see Steele and Thompson finish strong if it's the smart thing to do. I, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I would say there. But I, I want a winning record in the month of September. I guess my other thing is I want the Cubs to figure out their bullpen situation by the end of the month because I know it's a work in progress right now, and I – and I know that we know who's probably going to be in the running for a back-in rotation type role next year. But I'd rather have a really good idea of it at the end of the year than have to think about it for four months and go into spring training and see who outbattles each other when it really doesn't matter in, in the grand scheme in terms of spring training performance. But I just like I, – I feel like that is important – for the Cubs because they have so many things to do this offseason. If they know, like, hey, Jeremiah Estrada, he's our eighth inning or closer okay. guy. You know what I mean? Like, and and and, and Manny Rodriguez. And if Albert Alzalea can come up and, and is healthy by the end of the year, like, have we are we deciding that he's definitely just going to be a reliever? Like, if he is, that's fine with me too. Like, I think, like, I know a lot of people are, like, they love to yell about Wick. They love to yell about Leiter Jr. <laughs> they love to yell about – Michael Rucker, like those guys, those the, the last two guys I just said, we've said before, like they are just guys eating innings and 
do we envision, envision them being in high leverage spots on a good Cubs team? I don't think so. I know Leiter Jr. has been okay this month. It was okay in, in, in August. So, okay, he's been a lot he, better as a reliever yeah, than when he was starting. He's definitely been better as a reliever than he is a starter. But with the echelon of arms that they have coming up, there's going to run out of time for him. And, say, and maybe not so much Rucker because at least he's younger. Mm. But, like, I just would like to know who the Cubs envision as, like, at least, like, their th- – three main back-end guys. And right now, you at this moment, you can say Brandon Hughes. Really, that's about it. Manny Rodriguez hasn't even pitched five innings yet because he was hurt all year. Yeah. would like to see him have a great September yeah. and show that, hey, I freaking shove and I'm freaking jacked. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, see Jeremiah Estrada just to continue yeah. to do what he does, you know? Yeah, so I, I don't I, – I think it's more – yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's more of, like, I want them – you know, you want to see the Cubs have it, like, figured out. It's just you want to see some of those guys like Manrod or, or Brandon Hughes, like, really have good. So you're, like, not figure it out, but you're, like, okay, we have these guys that will be in the bullpen next year. Yeah. What's what's the what's the rest of it? Like, how many, yeah. how many guys Emerge, do we need? Just really yeah, take yeah, a hold Emerge, of a spot. Yeah, take like a hold of a spot, and then, and then you're, like, okay, what do we need to do in the offseason? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what I Because, I think, like, yeah. I just feel like even over the last few years, even though the bullpen has been better the last few years, you're still going to the offseason before those years, and you're like, what are we doing with this bullpen? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then they <laughs> manage to just, like, piece it together, and they figure it out. And, like, I, I yeah. commend them for that. But I had also, like, you know, I want to get to the point where the Cubs are just an assembly line of bullpen arms. That way they never have to go and, and mm-hmm. pay for any in free agency. I want the bullpen to just be – something that we never have to worry about in terms of trying to to fix I mean I understand adding one or two at a deadline if you have a good team but like not something that I really want to be looking at in the offseason something I it's definitely something more in season if if, uh, there's an injury that happens and some of your other guys aren't ready whatever I just want that bullpen to get to a, a, a level where it's you know top 10 in the league and and it's and it shoves and and we've seen that in the last two first halves. Then of course they sold off guys, yeah. and that, and that's why we've seen, you know, not the best of late. But if they can build a bullpen through their farm system, and you know, if you got to add one or two in free agency, fine. But to see like those guys I just said continue to grow, I think you're feeling really good going into 2023 if those guys have a good September. Uh, we good there? Anybody else want to throw anything out they need? I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of things we want to see. I mean, you, see could, you could go on for an hour. I'll tell you what I really want to see is I want to see the Bears be good enough that we don't think about the Cubs not being in the playoffs. That'd be oh, nice. Man. Like, a Bears team that's relevant yeah. enough, making enough progress that we don't care that the Cubs yeah. are not playing fall baseball. That that would be nice. It's, it's a, I'm very – you know, I'm very optimistic Cubs fan, but when right. it comes to the Chicago Bears, I am as pessimistic DOB, as anyone. The director of Buzzkill. I am the, the director of Buzzkill in the Chicago Bears. <laughs> they love to ruin my Sundays. So the yeah. Bears will ruin my Sunday, well, and I'll be thinking about, man, I can't wait for Mash Mervis. What the Illini, maybe? At least they limited to I one got Illini week, basketball. One, at least they limited to one day a week, whereas like this whole season the Cubs have been like Monday, Tuesday. No, Monday, no, no. Just... So they ruined my Sunday, and then you know what? <laughs> I got to think about it all week. Those Bears Mondays after, like the day after the loss, those are the worst days. Those are actually worse than the day that they actually ruined my day. Right. <laughs> it's like a good 24 to 48-hour 
Yeah, like that's fair. Pain. Yeah, it's like skinning and if they your play, knee, and the next day right. you bend your knee. And right. It, it and really then if they play like on a Thursday night or something, you go into and you and you and you, and you talk yourself into thinking that maybe they'll cover, or you think that they're going to, you know, oh, they're playing the Commanders this Thursday night. Oh, we could win this game, and then they really shoot you in the foot when they don't live up and play like they should against a team like the Commanders. Then, then that's when you really start, as as someone like me, start thinking about Mash Mervis hitting bombs on the Sheffield and Justin Steele shoving it every five days. Like, yeah, that's that. This is what it is to be a Chicago Bears fan. You just hate it. You 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 <laughs> yeah. absolutely hate it. You you. You wish you weren't a Bears fan. Yeah. That, that is a what it often. is. It's a reason why watching Aaron <laughs> Rodgers lose in the playoffs is like the, the highlight of the That is the Super season. Bowl. That That's is the highlight of every Bears right. fan season the last six I will. Or so I, years. I don't even like try to hide it. it is, my favorite part about being a Bears fan is watching Aaron Rodgers lose. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's what we hope for. <laughs> yeah. I would like him to show up on those hallucinogens to a game against the Bears this season. Uh, the ayahuasca? Yeah, the Iowa. Uh, if, you would in, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get those risk-free bets, two risk-free bets, up to two grand, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, get that free CHGO membership unlocks all of our web content. Ryan's got a free article out there for you right now about Nick Madrigal. Freebies. Speaking of freebies, free CHGO membership also gets you that free choice from the CHGO locker. Get some free swag. Any questions, email points, bet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out in case you missed it. Online sign-up available in Illinois. Download that points bet app right now. Register your account start to finish all from your phone. You're signing up with the fastest sports book, and it's easier than ever. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts... Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. i tell you what I'd like to see in September. Cody wins some big bets. Ooh. And I would like to see me go from 66% to maybe 77%. You want to bet the futures. You want to bet the futures. He's got a lock for me on the futures. Yeah. You're going to save Kansas, that for the bet show? Kansas, under oh, two and a half. No bet show today. So Throwing it out Kansas, there. Kansas, under two and a half. Total wins for the season. I like it. I'm going to ride it. Plus on 130 one. on points bet. Oh, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's, Sarah's I'm sorry, happy. Sarah. I'm sorry. Your football team sucks. You're a basketball school. You know this. Yeah, you'll win a lot of basketball games. At I'm least. well aware we're a basketball school. <laughs> I was there for four years, and I stepped in that stadium once, and that was for my graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. No one goes there for there football. You go. I'll... Uh, by the oh. way, she didn't run in any basketball players at that graduation. <laughs> oh, because they never don't graduate. They don't make it there. Yeah, they yeah, don't, they don't they don't it. That's fair. Bill that, Self. That went over my Man. head, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's I've why been, we had to well. explain it. I've been up since like 6 a.m. Oh, man. 7 a.m. for me. I, I don't usually get up that early. No, uh, I, I will ride with you on that because even if I lose my money, just not believing in Kansas is something that I enjoy doing at every, okay. every preseason of everything. They are a terrible like, football I won't program. pick them to win March Madness, even though they won this past year or whatever. Yes, they did. Uh, that I mean, they UNC blew it, man. They had it, but whatever. I won't we, pick them again next year or the year after that or the year after <laughs> that. You know why? Because Bill Self wins one every 14 years. Okay, this isn't – we don't need to talk about this. Like, this is so <laughs> off topic. I don't want to hear it. As an Illini yeah, fan, I don't like seeing Bill Self Nobody win cares either, about but. Kansas football at all. No, no. Okay. Two and a half Not even Kansas in. fans care about Kansas football. So let's move on. I will say, <laughs> Big Dave just walked in in a Peyton jersey. You want a vibe? Ooh, that's a vibe. That's a vibe Sweetness over there. You know, coming up on that Bulls podcast. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see that Theo is uh, selling his – Wrigley neighborhood house. Yeah. Well, so you got 3.6 Mildo just lying around. Yeah. Theo's yeah. house could be yours. Yeah. What if 
here's an idea. Is Brandon still here? What if we just make that the CHGO bar? Oh, my God. That is it. Just renovate it into that. We got to have 3.6 million lying around. The Sox fans fans wouldn't like that. Can you imagine the bar we could build there? The whole studio? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a vibe. Ryan could live upstairs on the third floor. I'm in. (laughs) Down. Yeah, no. I I might come and join. (laughs) There's a pond and a pool. Yeah, I know Brandon. Pond would be good for you. I'll take the pool. I know Brandon's looking, so maybe we should just send this to him real quick. That would be. Look at that place. Yeah, it's gigantic. What do you get for, like, where is three point? It's yeah, on where Greenview. Is Gre- that? Greenview Avenue, Greenview, it says. Greenview Avenue. It's west of Wrigley. Okay. Just like, like a block or two north of Addison, west of Wrigley. I'm going to have to yeah, go. Yeah, it looks like he had that built, probably. It. The part I think is funny is the house on the right just looks so tiny it's compared like to, the, yeah. Yeah, to, like, this, this giant mansion over here. Yeah. Joel says, right. that's three mil. No, that's $3.6 yeah. million. Dollars. 3. 6, like, uh, yeah. I will like say Chicago that it looks. Chicago is expensive. It's absolutely. not San Francisco, but it ain't cheap. I will, yeah. I will say it looks pretty, like, deep, like, long, not, like, obviously wide. Yeah, but, I mean, his neighbors, yeah, his neighbors are still on top of him. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, some big lawn or something yeah. where you can just. Especially not in Wrigleyville. You know, like it's, it's not like Naked Guy. I mean, Lakeview. it's same. Theo probably had the same problems naked guy has. <laughs> he wants to go out in, you know, just his shorts that look like he's naked. <laughs> Every neighbor next door is doing a podcast. It's probably like, like ah, there's Theo yeah. in his shorts again. Looks like he's naked. Yeah. I haven't seen naked guy today. I may have said be working at some point in this podcast. Or at some point we'll be talking about this. Obviously, it's Theo. I, I, I don't know. I think I said Jed earlier. but You thought it was way. Jed's house? No, no, no. I think I said Jed, meaning to say Theo. Anyway, well, Jed probably lived the, in that house at some point. Yeah, just hung out. Theo, Theo rented out the basement yeah, to him. Maybe. Yeah. Jed, you stay down well, here. Because it came out a while ago that Theo's moving back to the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah so, after he went and vibed in left field. Yeah, yeah. and on the, on the basket, the like basket, he was just laying out yeah. there. I'm like, only Theo can get away with that one. Yeah. Here's what I – Niren's got it right. He's like, three mil for eight months of winter. No, 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 it's not that. Mm-mm. I'm just going to say, if I had, had $3.6 million – Right, just lying yeah. around, I would find a spot a third of the size of that and find me something with a lake view. I don't care how far I have to go. Yeah. Like 3.6 million, okay, take me to Evanston, take me to Wilmette, take me to Winnet, Bannock, wherever it is. Just give me a tiny slice view of water. Yeah. I just want to, what, what was uh, Darvish's place in Evanston? He, had, he was on the lake. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Couldn't build a fence. Like, give me a water view. As someone who used to work, as someone who used to work on the lakeshore in Evanston, and seeing some of the mansions there, yeah, the people who live there, I mean, holy shit! Like that that (laughs) that house that we just saw that that we saw of Theo, like those people outdo what Theo did with that house. I used to do work with my dad, like summers, like in high school and like winters, coming back from college, that kind of stuff. And we would always work out in, like, the Wilmette, when that, like, that area off of yeah. Lake. And I don't remember whose house or what they did for a living, but there's, like, one. It's, like, the house is built up the cliff from, like, the lake. And so they had, like, a tram. They had a, they had a bunch of stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had a tram the st- that would get down Down there. the stairs to the I'm beach. like, man. That, it's pretty sick. That would cost you at least $3.6 million. Yeah, that would. The tram would be a pretty nice house, I suppose. You, you know who should buy Theo's house? The guy that won the lottery. He can buy oh, the no. and the house. He's getting out of Chicago. As much as we love it, he's gone. He's like near and nah. saying he ain't sticking around for eight, run, eight months of winter. He'll rent out that he's house. He's going to freaking Hawaii every, or something. He'll rent that house out in the summer. <laughs> yeah. He can rent it to me. 
when he's not in his Montana ranch, you know, overlooking yeah. <laughs> right me because we're, we're like close. Close. probably yeah, moved to like Washington. That's true. Or we were Colorado close to him or before something. he won the lottery. Yeah. We were close. By the way, if anybody out there has been through Arlington Heights near the uh, Buffalo Grove area on Arlington Heights Road, out of nowhere, just north of, we think, just south of Buffalo <laughs> Grove High School, some dude is building, somebody is building a mansion on Arlington Heights Road. That looks like it could be the Scarface house. Like it makes that Theo house look like a shed. Looks like look at look it's at, that big. It's got to be. It's got to be twenty thousand square feet. Wow. It's so obnoxiously like it's got these massive pillars and like right off Arlington you know, Heights. Right on Hi. Arlington Heights Road, and hmm. I every time I drive by it, I say to myself, huh. "Why would somebody spend that kind of money to live on Arlington Heights Road? Why wouldn't you put that somewhere else?" Hmm. It's all about location, guys. Yeah. I just thought. <laughs> we got un- off topic. <laughs> unrelated. Off topic. A little bit. It actually goes back to what we were talking <laughs> about earlier. One more thing I'd like to see in September. I'd like to see me and Stucky at Wrigley together for the first time. There it is. Oh. Yeah. I would like to see, a, like, uh, uh, what do they call those? Uh, like, a wa- like a watch party somewhere. A little gathering beforehand. Yeah. A little out- yeah. outdoor patio somewhere. Murphy's? Murphy's Maybe, work. Yeah. Yeah, wherever. Figure that out. I think that's in the works. We're trying to get there. I, I'll tell you what. I'll show up. They start playing Timmy Trumpet. <laughs> You'll come through the I'll give, I'll give the Ricketts my money when they start playing Timmy Trumpet. No, when I walk through the gate. Say, you have to have Murphy's. Like, when he shows up to the thing, Murphy's will have to play that song. Yeah. Narco. <laughs> like Luke walks in, and and if they're not, if they're not going to play it, and they're not going to play it on the PA system, everybody could with us. Our group, we could all play it on our cell phones as we walk in and do it as a vibe all as one. Yeah, absolutely. Just an idea. All right. Uh, we got one question in the Discord. Okay, I, what I is it? I told people we're doing an off-day show. We have one question, and it's pretty simple. We kind of talked about it before, I guess. But uh, more to score asks, do Cubs fans or Sox fans have it better this year? Which one has it better? I, at this point, I'd say Cubs fans. Maybe well, earlier in the season when they were losing three out of 14 yeah. or 10-game losing streaks, like, we're both I, in third place and both uh, under 500. So what's I, it matter? I'd say I'd say probably Cubs. At least fans. we had no expectations. Yeah, no expectations. We got a better yeah. ballpark to go to. Yeah, and the yeah, side, they have better mean, food. Yeah, they have better food. They we have, have better the better food. view. I feel like when I come, it's in more here, historic. Their disappointment's go. larger. I feel like when I yeah, do come in here, the disappointment from the sog is like there's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah a lot of like. Not but in also, like yet. it's to the point where they don't even get mad anymore. I feel like. Yeah. Like, they're not nearly as mad as they were a month and a half much. or two ago. They're just kind of like, we suck. Like, like they're now they're scratching out some hope because TLR is out indefinitely, and they're like, well, and they're not now that it's far just out in time it. to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're what I mean? Not that like, far out. Like, win it then, for Tony. Sir, yeah. where's Lawrence? Can he play us off when we finish the show, by the way? I need a little Timmy trumpet. Yeah, let me grab him. Is he him. available, or are we not going to be able to do that? Oh, wait. No, he's in the middle of a shower right now. Ah, oh, he doesn't care. That's all right. <laughs> oh. Okay. Lawrence! <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence. I, if we can't, you know, no, he's not. He say, gave us a no. He gave us a right. thumbs yeah, down. Now he's, Our he's Timmy busy. Trumpet <laughs> has said no to the playoffs. Huh? Can we oh, do a goodbye? Oh. Three seconds. Play us off. Thanks for watching the uh, CHGO Cubs podcast presented by Points Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. See you next time.